It's a dark and windy night. You're staying at your grandparents' house. Is is that a ghost? Is that a gay ghost? I'm still figuring things out. I'm Wayne. I'm Owen. I'm Sandy. I'm Angelica. And this is Deals and Scams. Welcome back to Deals and Scams, the hot, breaking, fresh show where we cover the spiciest deals, the slickest scams, and everything in between. This week is a very special week because we have with us a very special guest. But before we get to that, and that's just a taster, I want to remind you that not only do we break the freshest news stories, but also you subscribe to our channels. It's easy. It's simple. You don't have to do it. You can leave a hate comment if you want. Or not. The choice is yours. But anyways, we have a very special guest this week. Bringing us the absolute deal. But before we get to that, introduce yourself, Angelica. Uh, hello. My name is Angelica. Um, big movie nerd. Big, big horror artist. Uh, I love talking about all kinds of pop culture, relevant media, be it video games, um, TV shows, but more so movies. So I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. What is your profession? Um, <laughs> Wait, I, <what> a question. <laughs> um, I want to say like, I'm just a self-taught digital artist. So like any and everything having to do with Photoshop and making art or like just drawing like typefaces by hand i can do it you need a poster yeah. boom gotcha i can i can draw it all i, I do want to say ari aster retweeted your art that's true ari aster actually leaves so you're your essentially home. famous yeah 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 wait yeah yeah what you're is basically your... the biggest celebrity we've ever had on this show what is your <laughs> what is your instagram at helica get, um, get okay. people to go to your your art instagram uh, my art Instagram is Cabeza de Alteza, so I'll spell that out, uh, C-A-B-E-Z-A-D-E-A-L-T-E-Z-A, which basically translates uh, from Spanish to English, uh, Head of the Queen. Um, really? And- oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Wait, why is, it, why, is it, why is it that? That's cool. Well, okay, so like when I first started like actually trying to put my art out there on social media like on tumblr i my first like username was like laberinto de ofelia which is like ofelia's labyrinth because uh, yeah, i'm yeah. a huge pan's Hell labyrinth yeah. fan but then i was like oh wait you know like if i like continue to post art under this specific username and like put that on like merch or something like that that's just copyright you know like i don't i don't want to disrespect my boy del toro like that so i changed it to like well i was thinking like how can I make a reference to my favorite movie of all time without being like so blatant mm-hmm. about it? And so then um, they use the word Altesa a lot in the movie. Like that's how the fawn refers to Ophelia, which basically means like your highness. Um, uh, and so then I was just like riffing with myself in my head, like Ooh, what words rhyme with Altesa? <gasps> Cabeza, you know? And so that's, I see. Okay, that's how cool. that jumble came to be. I think it's great imagery. Cause when you said ahead of the queen, I was like, oh shit, we just chopped off the queen's head. Yeah. And yeah. we're holding it up. 
I agree. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. I love that. I think we should chop the heads off of all queens. Yeah. But that's a different can of worms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, well, the, the okay. scam so this week is monarchy. Yeah. <laughs> monarchy. Perfect. Well, uh, okay. So earlier, our our, uh, our producer, Catherine, who claims I never read the chat, but I'm going to prove her wrong. I do. <laughs> asked us to explain who Ari Asher is, which I think is a perfect segue into what we are going to be talking about this week so do you want to answer that question helica or tell us what your deal is uh i can i can do a bit of both um so my deal for this episode is uh horror movies specifically oh duh, i already said movies yeah well the original deal was like horror as a genre but just because of like the direction i ended up going in like my note taking i'm going to be specifically talking about horror movies so the spooky. Uh, spooky movies um but Ari Aster is a director and he made Hereditary and Midsommar which are like two of my favorite um like recent horror movies that have like come out uh recent as in like 2018-2019 um but yeah so big fan of Ari Aster yeah, I mean, I uh, I, I kind of want to tell an Angelica story before we get into this, which is just that the reason I saw Hereditary is because of you, <gasps> because I, I, I like distinctly remember when it came out because mm-hmm. you were reacting to it so much, Angelica, and it, like <laughs> slowly crept closer and closer to my mind until oh, finally yeah. we watched it um, with a bunch of our friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that movie scared the absolute shit out of me. I think that yes. is... Yeah, it definitely, for multiple nights in a row after, I had a hard time getting to bed. Yeah, I, <laughs> so I was, do that? I, I was also there when we watched that movie, and I, I have never revealed this to <gasps> you guys before, but I have oh, a good. secret that I'm going to reveal on air, and Lay it's it that me. before I went to watch Hereditary, I was mm-hmm. so scared that I read <laughs> the plot synopsis on Wikipedia so that I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised. And <laughs> cheated. So I, wow. che- I got a bit. I cheated. So like I knew everything that was gonna happen, and then we watched the movie, and I pretended I didn't know what was gonna happen, <laughs> <laughs> but I did. Tell me this though, Sandy, was it still scary? Yeah. Uh, yes, it was still. Yeah. It was still really like stressful. Yes. Like, no, but I, I will say it was like. I, it was pretty I it was I ruined it for myself I feel so bad like <laughs> because now I will say so I mean this ties into the the deal right but like I used to be a coward when it came to horror movies <laughs> I hated horror movies like I would not watch any of them Boy, and I don't know really? something just something just clicked and now I like love horror movies like it's probably my top if I had to choose a genre that I liked the most it would definitely be horror but I think that mm-hmm. maybe when Hereditary came out it was still like I definitely watched a good number of horror movies, but I was still somewhat in coward mode. So I was like, <laughs> I've never seen anything this intense in a theater before. And everybody's mm-hmm. saying it's it'll fucking kill you. It's crazy. <laughs> so I was like, I got to I got to read up about this. So I did. I did. Mm-hmm. But now I would never do such a thing. Now I would never do. Such <laughs> now the new Sandy. Yeah. But OK, look, and hell, okay. so well, well, why are horror movies a deal? Um. OK. Horror as a genre is a huge deal because unlike other genres, I believe horror is the quickest way to reveal what humanity can be, should be, and shouldn't be, all in one. Oh, all right. You gotta break this down. (laughs) I'm already already hitting the breakdown button. 
what 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 is it exactly that you wanna that you wanna break down about uh, this? Okay, well, just... honestly, I should just I should just <laughs> let you read the as the paragraph because I'm guessing you're gonna explain. explain yeah, further. So I'm a, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, horror allows us to cathartically vent about what makes our brains itch and our bodies squirm through means of abstract mm. expression or sometimes even literal expression. For example. The creature under your bed can be a manifestation of unresolved childhood trauma coming back to haunt you. The masked man hiding in your closet can be a metaphor for society's attitudes towards gendered violence. The phenomenon that you can't explain can be an allegory for whatever it is that's wrong with our culture at the time. Sometimes it's just scary to think about being alone with a monster, and that's, that's that. The point is, when we stop to think about what's being presented as scary, we are forced to reckon with our sense of self, namely... What are we capable of? I, yeah, so I think that this... I think right, that, we're converting this whole podcast to Angelica's video essay. <laughs> yeah, Angelica reads <laughs> a paragraph. Well, okay, first of all, Angelica, do you have more to go? Or should... I mean, we could just pause there. We could we could chat about what you we, said. Yeah, we, we can pause here because there's, okay. there's still I mean, I definitely have questions, yeah. Yeah, okay, yes. well, I would go for it. What are, you, what, well, what are, your, what are your questions? So my, my first reaction, or like... Part of what I took from that, there's there's definitely a lot to talk about there. Um, mm-hmm. But part of what I took from that is that something we did discuss a little bit before this episode, mm-hmm. which is this something very interesting about horror, which I cannot pinpoint. I can't pinpoint exactly what it is about the genre. That mm-hmm. it kind of you kind of can do anything with it, and I know that's a bit cliche because I guess you could say that about any genre. But the phenomenon you're describing where it's like so many ways of representing the world are possible with it. Mm-hmm. Like what what do you think it is about horror that makes makes that happen? Um, I mean, just thinking off the top of my head and like there's so like at the college that I went to, I mean, I, I could say it, but at Mills, there was literally a whole class about just dissecting monsters and what certain monsters and certain tropes have come to like represent um whether it was you know back in the day or like even now so like for example like vampires um and that this is this is just me like crudely summarizing and generalizing because I wasn't able to take this class but just hearing mm-hmm. what other people had to say about it um that's also so, such a cool class what the hell that's I so know cool. It was literally at from like seven to nine p.m. So I was like, "Fuck, I can't." Oh, the spookiest hour! <laughs> yeah, the spooky hour. What the hell? I'm busy. I couldn't take it. But anyway, so like, um, so like vampires, for example, um, have always mm-hmm. been like a go-to for depicting the so-called evils of homosexuality. Um, so like, when it comes to monsters specifically, there is this emphasis mm-hmm. on creating the quote unquote the other right yeah and depending on who's telling the story it's really up to them on who they decide to other or like who they decide to like subtextually like make references to with whatever monster it is they're talking about so like carmilla Mm -hmm. like you have a very like sneaky vampire that like just so happens to stumble upon the doorsteps of this unsuspecting maiden mm-hmm. and then first you find out oh she's like coming on to this woman she's coming on to laura over here 
And then not only that, oh my God, she drinks blood too? It's, it's all the same with these homosexuals out there. They're going <laughs> to seduce your women. They're going to seduce your women and take their blood. Yeah. Maybe not. Okay, okay. I so, I mean, I definitely see, I definitely see how it's like, what you're saying of like, in making something scary, you can kind of make anything scary. And the yeah. thing that you make scary says a lot about your worldview, which yeah. I think is definitely super cool. Mm-hmm. But you, you're bringing us a deal. And I'm guessing you aren't the biggest fan of othering gay people. No, not. <laughs> not. <laughs> not I think we can all say we're not a fan. But you are a fan of horror. And there's some horror you mm-hmm. love. So do mm-hmm. you want to maybe tell us a little bit about what this, the horror you love? I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I guess, like, jumping off of the whole, like, even though there have been plenty of stories, plenty of horror stories, uh, specifically where the othered community or person is part of a, part of another community that's been, like, historically oppressed, um, Mm -hmm. I think with that in mind, it's cool to see people nowadays, like, take those tropes and, like, flip it on their head, or, like, I think like ask better questions than simply what what if like so so like in this Carmela story I think it's like asking the question of like maybe not even asking the question but they're basically saying like dude it's fucked up that like there are women out there that like try to prey on other women am I right you know like those things are monsters to which like I see a lot of people um it like in the present take Carmilla and flip it into a story of like, okay, well, what if there's actually like a lesbian out there who's also a vampire, you know, how might she try mm-hmm. to navigate the world while also happening to identify as a lesbian, you know, like through her, we can ask better questions of like, she's already got like so many odds stacked against her, you know, like how, how might that affect her in a predominantly like straight society? um yeah i mean i i think that i also dracula is you know i we as you mentioned like it's another kind of you know cl- like classic vampire and also has been used as to talk about sexuality right mm-hmm. and i think there's in the new dracula series the most recent one that was like stephen moffat did uh oh. look i gotta say it's it's very bad. It ends oh. very bad. And like, I don't really like the creative team behind oh, it, sure. but okay. I just, uh, I will say that Claire Danes who plays Dracula is so good as Dracula. Like he's so like sexy and gross and uncomfortable. It's so, he's so great. And I think that that show really captures the, like what was sort of subtext in the novel and like mm. a lot of other Dracula stories of like Dracula is sort of like ambiguously bisexual in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. And they make it really explicit in the TV show, in the new TV show, um, mm. in like a pretty interesting way. And it's like, at on the one hand, it isn't particularly like, it's not it's not casting him as a hero. He's still very much a monster and like a villain, but it is sort of, uh, talking about it's saying the quiet part loud you know and i think that there's something mm-hmm. to be said for that and i think that a lot of horror that is that's the great strength it's like even if mm. it is articulating an anxiety that is based in some deep sort of hatred or like bigotry mm-hmm. it is articulating that 
it is still worth in my opinion watching that kind mm-hmm. of horror that comes from this really bigoted place which plenty mm-hmm. of horror does um mm-hmm. because it is like uh you know because it it tells you something about yes. the society in which it was made you know and mm-hmm. as 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 you said you know it it lets creators these days recontextualize that mythos um mm-hmm. into like something that's that's that has something to, that speaks to them personally you know yeah. it's like the way like you know hp lovecraft famously heinously racist man and mm-hmm. uh true but, this is true yeah but but because his work is mostly i think all of it or most of it at least is in the public domain um mm-hmm. so many writers have come to that mythos and changed it and recontextualized that racism and anti-semitism yeah. into like something mm-hmm. really cool and different isn't and there unique. a kind of recent one yes called lovecraft country yes yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah, yeah. I, I recommend that show Go i've not seen it yet but i do i do know of it I, yeah i was gonna say i think it's definitely worth a watch i don't really think it like totally sticks the landing i think the but it's certainly amb- ambitious, I would say. And like, yeah. even if it, not mm-hmm. all of it works, I still think it's very cool. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. So yeah, that's all I, that's all I really had to say about that Dracula series. I also still do recommend, there's three episodes of that Dracula series on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Watch the first two. Just stop there. Don't watch right. the third episode. <laughs> I like third those recommendations. Hatest, dude. But the first yeah. two episodes are pretty mm-hmm. good. Pretty fun. Have you guys yeah. seen Don't Look Up? No. no the leonardo dicaprio movie yes no i've not. No, not that I'm was not uh it. that was a, that horror a horror movie, movie about it was supposed to be about climate change and is it, it a ended horror being... movie okay look it's horror okay um okay <laughs> it's it's wayne's horror yeah it was horror for me maybe um our producer <laughs> is telling me it's not horror to me it definitely used um i would argue it used uh these it, it, it was existential horror Mm-hmm. And the way mm-hmm. that uh, we tackle existential horror is through comedy. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so it was originally about climate change, like this big impending disaster that our like political system is incapable of handling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this horror of the fact that like we as a society cannot take collective action to address um, impending doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really ended up being more about COVID. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, basically, the plot of this um, movie is that there's an asteroid heading towards Earth. <laughs> yeah, and they got um, they got to stop it. They got to Brad Pitt. Wait, no, fuck. Uh, Brad Pitt's got to look up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Whoever that guy is, he's got to look up. Yeah. I am not arguing mm. that this is like a quality movie. I think horror has um, a long history of like shitty movies like having <laughs> a strong effect on you. Yeah, you know, like that is a great. Mm-hmm. That is a good point. I do think there are well, so many bad horror movies that are so effective because they have like one cool image or like one interesting yeah. idea yes yes happen in the woods i think is a good example of that oh, horror movies are, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um but okay going? wait 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 hold on though before wait i have to i have to respond to this story because <laughs> it's funny you bring up don't it's it's funny you bring up don't look up because over this weekend i saw an actual horror movie nope no, don't talk, bro. Okay, Whoa. I haven't. Seen I'm not gonna spoil it. I just so want to tell one anything. thing. About it. I'm not gonna say anything. We're not gonna say anything. I mm. promise. But after, after this, I promise this won't spoil. But after I got out of it, I saw it with someone who was recently on the show, Nick, and his partner. Um, his partner said that movie should have been called "Don't Look Up." 
it's uh, interesting okay mm-hmm. but don't look well. up was already called don't look up yeah that's exactly. yeah, right, <laughs> so, so. okay wait but yeah keep going you were saying okay about yeah so up. yeah there's this one the last scene in the movie like is what made it for me and what happens that they this is spoilers for the movie i don't i don't care that's fine they fail to stop the asteroid so mm-hmm. the asteroid so like oh, all what? these people so there's all these scenes of like how people are dealing with the end of the world so some people Ooh. are like drinking some people are like throwing a party like some people are standing on the beach and watching the asteroid crash um Ooh. there's mm-hmm. crime like huge orgies <laughs> like everything you can think of it's the goddamn literal oh end God. of the world mm-hmm. and our heroes are all sitting around a kitchen table and they're having one last uh like thanksgiving dinner and they're mm-hmm. drinking beer and they brought cake and they're just watching tv and having fun together mm-hmm. and they're all sitting around and they know the asteroid is coming mm-hmm. um and all of a sudden the table starts shaking Mm-hmm. and the dinnerware um starts like clattering and things like start to fall off the shelves so for those of you who have never been in an earthquake it's fucking scary everything starts shaking but in all the earthquakes yeah. i've been in it starts and stops pretty fast like within a couple seconds sometimes like less than that but it mm-hmm. feels like a lot longer when just like literally everything is shaking and the ground is like rumbling under you and this kid this dining kitchen table like everything's like moving like you can't believe um, but they're still talking to each other. Like they're mm-hmm. literally still continuing the conversation they have. Um, and as the table starts, the shaking starts to speed up, they start talking faster and faster because they're trying to finish their sentence before they all, before the, you know, earthquake hits them and they all die. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden in the middle of their sentence, like it happens and they all instantly die. <laughs> Um, what? Dude, I, I didn't know that's how it ended. And um, that was that was very. I was very invested in that recounting of that scene. Yeah, and <laughs> it just dramatic. It shook me to my goddamn bones. I mean, it's I can like, tell. It seems like it really had this movie really had an effect on you. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Stupid movie, bad mm-hmm. movie, but you know, it's like horror has the power to um. But like, obviously, this fear of mine is um that the scene is what capped me. What like what I remember. Mm-hmm. But really, like, what drove that was this deep existential threat of, um, like, not being able to take coordinated action. Right. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, that's it. Because I do think that, like, to everybody else, that is not a horror movie. But I yeah. do think that for you, Wade, that that is your definition of horror, I feel like. Not the inability to take collective action and unite mm-hmm. as a country. <laughs> And I mean, maybe that does say something that Wayne thinks that's horror is really it is it is a expansive genre and it could mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we spent a lot of deal. time talking about don't look up in this yeah. section about horror movies. So, um, and Helly, do you have any do you do you have anything else to add about 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 why horror movies are a deal? You want to keep going? Um. So aside from like horror being like such a malleable like what's the word i'm looking for like genre? outlet genre medium, like outlet medium, medium for being able to describe any anything that might be scary um i was thinking about this last night where this is just my personal opinion but i think a lot of horror movies have really like done a good job pushing the envelope in terms of like special effects so like practical effects mm-hmm 
big staple in like mm. a lot of old horror and i think being able to trick the eye into thinking that this looks real even though it isn't is pretty fucking cool of of just like people in general and what they're capable of doing artistically because i would i would call it an art so like mm -hmm. john carpenter's the thing for example have you guys seen the thing i have yeah Wayne I have it. not, but I know about it. I highly recommend it. I won't spoil it just so you can have the whole experience, but there's one scene in particular. Uh, well, everything about it is done in practical effects. And when you mm -hmm. see it, you'll know. Um, and this isn't to diss like CGI, but I I prefer practical when possible um, to just keep it as grounded as you can. Um, but in the movie, the thing, like they literally use things as simple as like green bubble gum to like simulate the effect of like pimples popping and like tendons ripping, you oh, know, yeah, it's and you're gross looking at this it's yeah, so and you're gross. like, yeah. this can't be real, but it is, you know, it's as real as it can be for mm -hmm. a fake alien, you know? Yeah. I mean, but, I think that's, I think that's a good example of like, <clears throat> excuse me, like a movie I don't personally love like i don't think the thing is one of my favorite horror <laughs> movies uh just because i don't really find the characters in it all that compelling but nonetheless it's it's the 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 look of it and like the vibe and the 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 isolation and the effects are like so cool that i don't even mm -hmm. care if i don't love it as a movie like i think mm -hmm. that the it has so much it has so many interesting ideas, you know, and interesting effects and interesting stuff that um, that I don't really care. And I feel like that is something I can't say about other genres. Like if mm -hmm. I don't like a, uh, a drama, you know, or the characters in a drama, I'm like, well, I just don't really like the movie. That that usually mm -hmm. means I don't really connect mm -hmm. with it. But with horror, I feel like even a terrible, even the worst of the genre always has something going for it you know whether that mm -hmm. be like the interesting effects or like an interesting thing or i'm like that was gross and weird and i didn't like it but like you know it was an interesting watch because of the way it it fits into the history of the genre or something like i i've seen so many bad horror movies and mm -hmm. i have not regretted watching a single one and Helica had this great um argument when we talked about this previously, which was like a Maslow's hierarchy of needs around horror movies, which is like <laughs> yeah. when someone is trying to stab you, like yeah. propriety and like societal expectations go out the window. And so if you're like racist or sexist and someone's trying to stab you, you don't care about not being racist or sexist. And like your true colors will like come out in these uh -huh. like B tier horror movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, okay, so I feel like we've we've said a lot about horror. Um mm. and I mean I'm I could talk about it forever. Um our producer uh, you know is is saying is saying <laughs> certain <laughs> certain things, but I I love you, Catherine. It's great. <laughs> um but no, and all honestly, I Sandy, I think you gave a really good final judgment there um but i i don't know I, I there's a few other things i want to ask maybe my last question before we before we hear about wayne's spicy scam is mm -hmm. i i think i agree with what you said 
in that it's both it can both reveal things and also make things that wouldn't be compelling very compelling um mm-hmm. but okay so for me horror is very interesting because when i first learned of it as a genre mm-hmm. when i was like you know pretty young um and you asked an interesting question last time we talked to Helic about what what's the first thing what's your first memory of like being scared watching mm-hmm. something um watching a movie or tv show but when i first learned about horror i i thought the goal which is a ridiculous word, right? Like, there's no goal of genre. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, the goal was to be as scary as possible. And, like, mm-hmm. every horror movie was, like, attempting to be the scariest thing. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, I know that's not true anymore. And I am very thankful that my perspective is now just, it's a really cool art form mm-hmm. that can mm-hmm. express so many different things. Mm-hmm. Which is not a huge revelation, but we've talked about reviewers on this show before. And in Helica, you are my reviewer of horror. When you recommend something, I I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and especially if you ever make art within like the world of a certain horror movie, I'm like, oh, it's time to watch <laughs> immediate cue up that shit. Oh, I'm so I'm flattered. Thank you. That. Yeah. Well, all that I'm saying is you have to keep watching horror movies now because I need for the more good or for the greater good. Yeah. Oh yeah. hell yeah. And on that note. Wait. Okay, so can we enable screen sharing, please? Yes. Hold on. All right. Uh, Wayne's going out, for the visual out. component in our audio only show. <laughs> the classic move, which honestly we love here. It's been enabled. Feast your eyes. Whoa. Oh my god. Uh, okay, the... so what we're looking at is a yeah. is okay. Well, let me describe the whole screen, right? So we have <laughs> waves. Uh, Wade's Wade's computer screen, and we have a picture yeah. in the center of a rat with a human ear on its back, and then Wade next... just closed a Netflix tab. Yeah, Wade just closed a Netflix <laughs> tab, and then in the tab next to this vacanti mouse tab, we have a a document called <laughs> E Mouse All oh. Cats. <laughs> so, can you explain this? Can you explain yes. this? Yes. Okay. Well, I feel like, did we really explain what we saw in the middle there? Yeah, it's a rat with a human ear on its back. There's like a very pasty pink rat with red eyes, no fur or hair, I don't know what they have, and an ear, like a human ear on the side of this rat in yeah. a petri dish. So, Chapter what, one. What the fuck, Wayne? The what mouse is- with three ears. <laughs> there is a tremendous horror in dismembered body parts. Hands, feet, heads... Blood, uh-huh. rib cages. Mm-hmm. You get the idea. But some horror directors take m- dismemberment one step further. Worse still than dismemberment is reattachment. You know oh. what I'm talking about. Oh. The human centipede, a guy mm-hmm. wearing your skin. Oh. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. A mm-hmm. human ear growing on a mouse's back. Yeah. Is the future. A human ear on a mouse? Did they do that in a lab? Yes. They did. The unfortunate creature dubbed the E-mouse, all caps. <laughs> oh my god. It's Jumped out of a sci-fi horror called. flick and into our AOL inboxes in 1997. AOL inbox. <laughs> Lacking context, the public imagination was free to run wild on this horrifying image. Some called it faked. Some called it an abomination of science. Who plays God in the 21st century? One advertisement asked. Has genetic engineering gone too far? Okay, yes. so now we'll stop for some thoughts. 
Oh my god, there's a lot to unpack there. Like, would you guys so call it right now? Like, is this image faked or not? No, no, right, wait, right. This is a this is a completely fake image. Okay, really? Is that? I think no one would put an ear on a mouse, and if they do, fuck that person. (laughs) No, no, this is real. Wait, wait, this is fake. I thought it was no real. way. But... Yeah, this hey, Helic is right. This has to be real, right? Why does it have to be real? Because I've heard of it before. No, what, dude? You've heard <laughs> of it because it's from like a from its movie. It's a movie. Okay, wait. Okay, you gotta so tell I think it's a movie. Okay, so yeah. I will tell you that I'll tell you guys this. I have already said the scam. Like this, because I'm doing I'm doing the e mouse as a scam. So you guys know that it's a scam. Okay, so the, e- the thing. Wait, I... wait. So the e mouse itself is a scam. Well, well, I'm like. I, that's not clear yet. Okay. Like, so I have going, said the going. scam already inside my uh, like little in chapter one. The scam right. is there. Okay. So okay. any last guesses about what the scam is? Oh. Is the scam like ah. animal testing in general? Is the scam? I don't think that Wayne would because I feel like that's not a controversial enough scam. And on this show, Wade likes to go Joker mode. That's yeah, Wade likes to go. <laughs> So I'm gonna say that the scam yeah. is the image itself. Okay. Yeah, sir. I, it's the the image is kind of a scam. We'll we'll see why in a bit. Okay. Chapter two. What's in a mouse? <laughs> Did you write this? Chapter two. Dude, wait. I love this. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I want. Please continue. Wayne. This is this <laughs> is our second best paragraph this episode since the Helicus paragraph. The Vicanti mouse was named after one of its creators, Charles Vicanti. He, Linda Griffith, and Joseph Viconti, his brother, were researchers in Boston. The mouse served as an experiment in growing cartilage from cow cells inside a mold attached to a live mouse. While never no. used to grow an ear, this technology has since been used to grow complex cartilage <gasps> structures. So it like, is fake! So, so they like they put a like piece of cartilage inside a guy's chest because he just was born without that piece of cartilage and like yeah, right. and so it was. He if he was he was a, the story goes that he was a baseball player, and if he was hit in the chest with a baseball, it would kill him, because like he had no cartilage there. So they're like, we want you to be to be able to play baseball. We're gonna grow you some cartilage and put it in there, and it worked, and he played baseball, and didn't die. Wow, wow. Okay, so continuing controversially. The mold that was used to grow the ear was removed for the photograph. This omission was controversial because it ended up obscuring the method used to create the ear. Ironically for the public, the method of the Vicanti mouse succeeded wildly. The whole point of the technology was to use artificial means to recreate a naturalistic structure. So to prove their method worked, they recreated a naturalistic structure, namely the ear. Their method was designed to look like an ear had grown on the mouse naturally, you know, like you would want a prosthetic ear to look like it had originally grown on your face. And while Vacanti's <laughs> research had a huge impact in its field, no one in the public knew about it. But there was another powerful technology they did know about, genetic engineering. Oh. So by now it should be clear what the scam oh. of the, the Vacanti mouse is. That, that it's not actually genetically engineered. It, it's a so okay it's wait. like it's grafted right so you're saying that 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 ear was grafted onto the mouse i think what oh. they did is um they had a little mold in the shape of an ear and they yeah. put it on top of the mouse and they let the cow cells grow on the surface of the mouse and it grew into the shape of the ear right. so they could have made the ear look like whatever they want they could have like drawn a little picture or like 
written words, but they uh-huh. chose to have a naturalistic shape. Like they chose to have the ear. Right. <laughs> right. And yeah. so when people saw it, they were like, oh, this is genetic engineering. But it's not genetic engineering. There was no editing of the uh I mean the mouse's DNA was already edited, but it wasn't mm-hmm. edited to make it look like um it wasn't edited to grow the ear. Mm. Okay, so wait, a few few quick questions. Number one, yes. so that picture of the ear rat. Yes. It was both real and fake, right? The picture was real. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. That was not it was hundred percent real. There was yes. no, there's nothing fake. Okay. That was my main question. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot. I have a lot of questions here, but well, is it, I will say so. I guess it was fake in the sense that, like, the ear, the mouse was not born with the ear, or like exactly. the ear didn't grow mm. naturally as out of the mouse. Exactly. Whereas people mm. on the internet saw that, and like, it looks like it's growing out of the mouse, and like, in some sense, it is, and so people are like, "Oh, it that's it was born this way." Right, mm-hmm. but it was in fact attached to the mouse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chapter three: The death of a mouse. No, dude. Poor E mouse. Poor E mouse. Charles Vacanti said in an interview with Newsweek. Wait, 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 hold on. Wait, uh, we gotta pause. What is that Helica's joke? Uh, before I tell the joke, I feel like I should read what Catherine has been putting in the chat, which is to <laughs> tell people to click on the link in the description to see the image of said E mouse. Oh yeah. But okay. My joke yeah. was. Oh, yeah. Thank death of a mouse, e-mouse, more like dead mouse. If you guys listen <laughs> oh, to his music. <laughs> Thank I, you, Owen. <laughs> I thought it was going to be about like e-girls. Do people still talk about like e-girls, e-girls? or e-boys? E-boys, yes. I think yeah, so, e-boys. yeah. Is that hip? Is that, <laughs> is that TikTok? Are we e-boys? Are we e-boys? Uh-uh. <laughs> Dude, what the hell? Like, we could be e-boys oh, if we want to be e-boys. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're I don't know what it is. I don't know what it means. Wayne is an e-boy. That's a fucking fact. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can you we... say you're an e-boy, Wayne? Oh, I'm totally an e-boy, yeah. Nah, Another... dude, you're more of a wee boy. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I think we're all wee boys, though. Like, wee W-I-I. Oh, like we oh. like we would like to play, as in the console. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you guys remember those classic ads where the guys come in? They're like, "We would like to play," and then <laughs> that's horror. And then the we there was the we uh, yeah, the, and the two eyes would like bend over. Yes, and, and they bow because the two yeah. people would bow. There's they literally like, a horror movie about that. <laughs> Really? What what movie? Not not about the Wii specifically. But okay. There is a horror movie about these two guys. It's a home invasion movie. They come in, they're like, we want to play a game. And they literally like brutalize and torture the entire family. Oh. So it's funny that you say that in relation to the Wii. Yeah, I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> I definitely thought you meant there was a horror movie about the Wii. Oh, yeah, so I wish. Would be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Sorry. Okay, Wayne, please go. continue chapter three. Okay. I chapter need to hear three. about the death of this email. The death of a mouse. Charles Vacanti said in an interview with Newsweek, yes, Newsweek, it's linked, that children often ask him what happened to the mouse. He said that he tells them that they removed the ear and that the mouse went on to live a happy and productive life. The truth is that the mouse was killed at the end of the experiment, another used material to be disposed of. To be clear, we cannot genetically engineer a mouse to grow human ear on back. The practical power of science is bafflingly overestimated by the public. So we have a scientist... We have the public, mm-hmm. yeah, and in between we got a picture, and underneath the picture we have a dead mouse. Right, and um, 
now that I think you guys can see this, like, uh, this situation from all angles, I think it's pretty clearly a scam. And so the, and thus well, the conclusion is self-evident that, that yeah. the e-mouse picture in, in multiple, on multiple levels is a scam. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I think yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. I see what you mean. Well, yeah, here's a question. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Though. Here's a question, Wayne. What do you think about a common, a common argument that is pro stuff like this, where people will say, well, then, you know, the dude who got the cartilage and could play baseball. It was baseball, right? Yeah. Dude, we did, we did an episode about baseball. Um, you know, he, the mouse allowed the cartilage for this guy. So, you know what? It was worth it. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think, I think the animal testing was definitely worth it. Like, the only reason it's sad is because we formed this, like, incidental attachment to the mouse because there was a picture of it and we could see its face. Yeah. Like it's right. extremely not happy face. I, I'm totally cool <laughs> with the um animal testing. Like, I think that's the the I I think there should um in the interview Charles Vacanti is like they ask him like if I if I didn't have an ear could we use this method to make me an ear and Charles Vacanti was like yeah I could if I had a million dollars but I don't so I can't. Oh, so really? like hmm. at the end of the day, like this, if you really like think about it, this mouse's um suffering was for naught because like yeah. this technology wasn't continued uh despite all the mm. press um it wasn't continued uh to be developed and so like no like ear shaped treatments have like come out of it um yeah. but I, i'm totally cool with the animal testing i think just the scam is that like the public knew about genetic engineering and they they didn't really grasp the limits of it and they saw a really freaky picture and thought like oh I this could have been done by genetic engineering, even though it wasn't. Yeah, even and though, even it, though wasn't, it, yeah. it couldn't. Exactly. Like, it even actually, even though it could, though it could not. Done by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like really what it makes me think about is how, when the public gets communicated, when like science communicators tell the public about stuff, mm -hmm. they, the thing that they communicate is like, the potential, like the limitless potential of uh the science. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. they're like oh like using this like using this new theory of you know quantum whatever like faster than light travel like maybe it's possible mm -hmm. and the press gets a hold of it and people are like whoa faster than light travel like it's gonna happen whereas like no we're like nowhere near ever doing that we mm -hmm. just think it might one day possibly be in the scope just like yeah. it's mm -hmm. it's conceivable that like one day if we have this like perfect understanding of how genetics work genetics and like all their crazy feedback mechanisms and like all the junk dna and like all, all, how the whole mouse gets formed maybe we could genetically engineer a human ear to grow on its back yeah. but like that's just so many years and that's like thousands of years away from now well i think wayne this is a really interesting point of how like when science gets communicated to the public there is okay there is some really good science journalism out there but yes. what can often happen is that some not great journalism or just reporting i don't know what you want to call it on the science kind of reduces it to the most clickbait possible mm -hmm. or yes. to the most sound bite possible mm -hmm. so instead of like maybe a picture of corn and then an arrow pointing to like a slightly different corn 
you get a picture of a mouse with a <laughs> yeah exactly and that it's represents like represents the concept because that i don't want to click on corn with an arrow to corn i want to click on mouse with exactly like no one cares about corn that needs 12 percent less water usage over its lifetime yeah, right fuck that dude we want to watch the, the human centipede too exactly we want to see fucking i actually don't want to do that yeah yeah i mean that's interesting i I, because I agree, yeah. Like, there's, as in, there's a great deal lost in translation when something goes from the realm of research to the realm of the public, and I, I agree with that. Like, that's yes, that's true. And in that sense, e mouse is emblematic of that of the of, scam. Yeah, of all so that it's a is scam. lost it's a, it's in a scam, right? Like, you guys. Can and you know what? I think this game did. This game did require three chapters, Wayne. Yes, yeah, thank you. I, also, no, I loved I love the presentation, but see, I don't want to get lost. I I worry that I'm getting lost in the presentation of the scam. And that's why I'm I'm being like convinced. But I, I do think that this <laughs> ultimately the the e mouse is a scam, but I don't want to put the, the onus no, on no, the mouse. It's, yeah, it's not the mouse. It's, <laughs> yeah. dude, it's the not the mouse's the ma- fault. <laughs> it's not the yeah. mouse's fault. It was having ear on his back. Yeah, exactly. Frankenstein was, was the name of the doctor, not the monster, guys. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this is exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's called the Vacanti mouse, but Vacanti isn't the mouse. It's the guy it's who the made doctor. him. E right. mouse isn't the mouse. It's e the mouse. doctor's last name. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, so I'm like, is E mouse himself or her or themselves <laughs> a scam? I mean, yeah. like, I mean, they they probably didn't know that their research was gonna fucking explode when they like did it. I yeah. Mean, maybe well, look, I, I feel like they had to, right? Because like that's some freak shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that <laughs> that picture of that picture of that mouse is so scary. What they were yeah. doing? I think like maybe, they had to know. Maybe they had he was super desensitized to it. That would be that's even scarier. The fact that <laughs> yeah, he was like, it's normal that there's an ear on this mouse. I might as well <laughs> release it to the public. Oh yeah, this is also Catherine is also raising a very good point that it was yeah. 1996 right. and like oh. people didn't know how things would like blow up and especially yeah. on the email. like this was like the was original no email forward. Right, because there was no clickbait in 1996. Like you know, yeah. So well, so there maybe there's maybe a little, but not definitely not what it is today. Yeah, so maybe this guy was like, "Eh, I'll just show people some pictures of this freakish mouse," <laughs> and then it like went crazy, and he didn't expect it to go crazy. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think they should just have like average people like us a part of the science committee, whatever that looks like, <laughs> and just be like, "Look at this little abomination! Like, what does Whoa! that evoke in you?" <laughs> that way, we can just have Sandy be like, "That's." freak shit and have that like in the books <laughs> i agree honestly this is a, and Helica, this is a legitimately good idea they should just yeah. get regular people to, to review to review like pictures and articles that are released to the public before mm-hmm. they go out to the public so that they can modulate how they write it and then it's like mm-hmm. you know because if i see that picture i'm like what the hell this mouse is crazy <laughs> and i am afraid <laughs> then maybe that guy would be like all right we should actually not release this picture of this mouse because it'll scare people too much <laughs> they should have like a game show where like scientists go on the game show and like give normal people the pitch and show what like crazy shit they're doing yeah. And if they convince them to give them money, like we'll be like, we'll like fund. We decide to fund them or not, you know. 
Yeah. And like NBC yeah. gives them the money if they if they get funded, like deal or no deal. But so here's the problem: though. <laughs> what if the entire audience votes for the Human Centipede Project? <laughs> then, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's called democracy, Owen. Yeah, it's called democracy. Okay, so I feel as though it is time for us to deliver final judgment on on this on this scam. So scam. okay, real quick before we do, Wayne, mm-hmm. can put your scam. What is the title of this episode? So tell me the title of this episode. So the deal is horror movies. So it's going to be episode like 15 or whatever, whatever we're recording. It's episode 15, horror movies and blank. What is Here's it? Here's a question. What's the longest possible Spotify title? <laughs> I would say like Can ear we mice. The limits? And ear mice? Yeah, horror movies and ear mice. And ear mouse. Okay. Can we we get get or ear, ear mouse. mouse. Yeah, ear mouse ear would also mouse. be good. Yeah, it's. I think it's. It would be funny to put just horror movies and, and then it's just a link to this picture <laughs> of this mouse. But I yeah. know we can't do that. So, um, okay. So we could. So ear mouse. Okay. I would, what's our final judgment? Well, I think I think we kind of reached final judgment in talking about the scam, which is very, I believe, representative of what this scam is. Which is that, you know what, you can't really, sometimes you can't really reduce complexity. Sometimes the story needs to be told in full. And so I don't think this scam can be put into a simple final judgment, other than what we've already said. But I will say, I think it's a scam. Wayne, congratulations. Thank you. I also think it's a scam. I agree. Yes, this is only the second time they've agreed with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we've done a lot of episodes. The second and last time we will ever agree with Boyle. And last, yeah. 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 Well, on that note, there's been another fantastic episode, episode of Deals and Scams. Don't forget and to ha- rub your ass all over the subscribe button. And uh, we're on YouTube now. We have some horrifying thumbnails. Check them out. Check them out. Very cool. And and Helica, thank you so much for, for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for following I love riffing. Us. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we oh, will yeah. uh, see you all next week when we talk about something new. <gasps>